0: First of all, everyone is not always aware of everything that you think everyone is aware of.
1: You're listening to All the Responsibility, None of the Authority, the podcast for product managers, product marketers, innovators, entrepreneurs and anyone who wants to be more effective and more successful at creating and selling products. I'm Nils Davis with my friend and co-host, Rob McGrody. In this episode, the first of the new year, we take a look back at 2016, what went well, what we'd like to improve, and we do that in the form of a retrospective. And of course, we're also going to tell you about how retrospectives work and their value and benefit. So Rob, it's great to hear your voice after a few weeks.
0: Welcome back. Welcome to 2017, Nils. How is... How was your holiday?
1: I had a good holiday, had some time off from work, which is always fun, and um, went down to Santa Barbara, beautiful place to go. And I think you went out of town a little bit too, didn't you?
0: I did. I was in San Diego for the Christmas part of the holiday and then went to just outside of Santa Cruz for a couple of days, again, unplugging and getting a chance to recharge. It was nice.
1: Nice. Nice. So, of course, it's a new year and sort of like a lot of folks, Rob's of my thoughts turn to... A review of the last year, looking back on what happened in 2016, what we can learn from it, what we can take forward in 2017. And so we thought we would actually go through a little process and talk about it that's called a retrospective, something that we think is a pretty good thing for product teams or teams of any sort to do on a regular basis. And so we thought we would talk about that and share essentially the process for doing a retrospective and then also do one on the podcast in 2016. We had some things that went well, we had some things that didn't go as well, and we can share, we're going to share all those things and talk about how we're going to improve things over the course of 2017 as well.
0: Absolutely. And you touched on a really good point there that although this is something that product teams should be involving in their normal cycle, whether that's on a monthly basis, uh, per release, quarterly, whatever makes sense for the team. It's important to understand that this is not just a product tool. This is something that works well for really any close-knit, high-performing team. Um, some research, you know, including military applications, show that teams that are using structured retrospectives or debriefs are up to 25% more effective than teams that are not. And I'm sure that that is a conservative estimate because really understanding what goes into a retrospective, it's pretty clear how it brings a lot of benefit to teams.
1: Exactly. We'll put in the show notes a, a number of uh, blog posts and things from other sites about retrospectives. But one of the ones that I like, uh, this is a, a guy that was a fighter pilot and is now a business consultant. And he, he says, why is post-execution performance analysis important? If the objective was met, what is there to learn? We achieved the message, so let's move on to the next one and continue the streak, right? Wrong. When done promptly, the cause and effect analysis of a debrief allows your team to capitalize on meaningful learning that time delays could inhibit or prevent. But the point is that what you do in, the, in a retrospective is you add a fine-grained set of period of time. You look at what you've recently done. You look at what went well, what didn't go well, what you want to improve, and what you're not going to worry about for the next period. And you also make sure that you take in, that you recognize things that did go well in the, in the process. Because one of the powers of the retrospective is that you focus on the things that need to improve, and that helps you with the focus, of course. But the other thing is that too many, too much of the time, we don't share or recognize the, thing, the parts of our work that went well and take credit for having done a good job and give ourselves a pat on the back. And it actually, there's a lot of research about this that says, if you do that, your work improves, you get better and the team gets better.
0: And obviously going back to the comment from, from the blog that you mentioned, this is really just a simple way to reformat your team structure around learning. If you're having a dedicated time to bring out the learning from a particular time period, it's much easier to show what has really been accomplished and acquired over a time period. Even if, for example, you ran a couple tests and they turned out to not pass. So you end up not really delivering a lot of new features, you do learn a lot, and this is a great way to bring that learning to the surface, which is typically a pretty hard thing to get your your head around really hard to demonstrate what a team has learned over time. This is a really, really simple way to bring that out
1: i think I think it's great and i I've had this little idea as as we were working up the notes that we were going to work from for this episode, and we'll talk a little bit about the way that we use notes in the episodes in a few minutes, but this idea of uh, you know you can th- you can imagine your business or your team whatever your team is doing to sort of be a vehicle going along the road, and maybe yeah you didn't have the best uh, sprint or the project didn't go as quite as well as you want, but three of the four wheels stayed on right, and and that's worth celebrating because there are enterprises or projects or sprints where all four wheels fall off, you know, and so it's one of the good reasons to have that retrospective. They remind you. That while there may be improvements to be done or to seek out, the fact that you're still here to talk about it is worth a celebration. And sometimes succeeding is, at business as usual is a win in a difficult situation. So you get both sides. You get the learning and you get the recognition that you're still still alive, still doing stuff.
0: Absolutely. And there's there's an undercurrent in here where, especially if things are going okay, business as usual, or... If there's a big mistake and everyone's really aware of it, there's an element of a retrospective where you're bringing things to light and actively discussing them, even if they may be really obvious. Even if everybody's aware of them, first of all, everyone is not always aware of everything that you think everyone is aware of.
1: (laughs) That's a really good point, Rob.
0: (laughs) Even if it's really obvious to you, it's probably not obvious to everyone. And let's just say in a perfect world where everybody sees the same issues and they see them in the same light in the same way, there's still something about the human mentality where if you don't discuss it, it has this sort of weight on your conscience. It has a weight on your psyche. And bringing something out among a group actually helps people discuss it, helps bring them together um, as a social group, sort of like how laughing at something that's sort of um, uncomfortable helps people get over it and move forward faster, oftentimes building better bonds. So just bringing to light, even if it's a bad situation, will often help the team grow as a whole, let alone the explicit learning that they're having a chance to enumerate.
1: Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, as you say, it, it helps align our animal brains, our social animal brains. So
0: why don't we get into a little bit of what a retrospective is, how to do it. And then after that, we'll take a shot at ourselves.
1: Okay, let's do it. So there's essentially four pieces of a retrospective and you can also you can do. There's lots of different ways to do retrospectives, but this is a very basic structure. And the you start. It's a meeting of the whole team. And and one other thing I want to quickly say is that the what what goes on in the retrospective can should should or or can stay just within the team. And so one of the things that can happen is you might have to share painful things, but your team should certainly be comfortable with not sharing those things outside the team if that is a problem. Right. This, this is about the team. It's not about the team in the context of everything else as a rule.
0: And to use a cheesy phrase, you're basically creating a safe space. And part of that is to make sure that you can bring the things that are weighing down everyone's conscience out to light.
1: Right. Safe spaces are really important for retrospectives and lots of other things. So the four steps, essentially, the first one is to talk about what went well. And the things that went on during the sprint or the project, whatever the, it is, or the the mission that went well, that were good, that were great, that were amazing, that you should that you want to continue doing. So they might be practices, they might be specific things that were achieved, they might just be things you want to recognize as they were accomplishments in the process.
0: And the second part is areas that could be improved. There's a difference here between the second and third, which both both will probably be on the more negative or or meh side. Uh, The what could be improved are areas that are okay. Um, They didn't really satisfy everything we wanted. They didn't really reach the heights that we had hoped for, but they didn't really crash and burn. So although we like them, they can definitely be improved to get to the what went well category.
1: Exactly. And then of course, the flip side of that is the what didn't work aspect. So you are going to, again, have an open discussion about the things that just didn't go right, that you shouldn't continue or that made us feel bad about ourselves or about the project. Um, And sometimes you're going to stop doing those things. And sometimes you have to actually still do them, but you just need to do them better. And that ties then into the last piece.
0: Which is what you're going to focus on for the next period. Obviously, everyone wants to fix everything, especially as product managers. We want to do all the things all the time. But the most important part of this job seems to be prioritization and picking a thing or two things that you focus on over the next coming period. Again, whatever your cycle is for retrospectives, pick one or two things that were anywhere on this list. Either they went well and you want to triple down or double down on them, or they could be improved and you think you can tackle that. Or especially if it's something that's critical but didn't work, and you want to focus all your time on on fixing that on salvaging it, then you pick a couple of those things and focus on them. And it's, it's important to note here as well that even if you pick one or two things, it may still end up impacting several other areas as a byproduct. So not that you should choose to fix five or six things, but don't be surprised if by focusing on one or two, you end up improving several.
1: Right. You can do that. And and certainly the problem with choosing five or six, though, is you are likely to then really hurt some other things. And that's why you need to focus on a few. And it also just means... The nice thing about focusing, choosing just a few things to focus on is it lets you all sort of put the other things on the back burner, the other things you want to improve. You can just say, oh, we've decided we're not going to worry about that for this next sprint or whatever it is. And that also reduces a cognitive load that's really powerful, right? It allows you to focus on the things that you decided on and not worry about the things that you decided not to focus on. Absolutely.
0: And that, again, brings up some of those issues of, yes, it may be obvious to everyone. Yes, that may be something else we're trying to fix and we know about that. But bringing it to light, making sure that everybody's aware of it, and then explicitly setting it aside means that you don't have to carry it in the back of your mind as something like, oh, yeah, I got to improve that too and that too and that too. It's like picking your top three things for the day or prioritizing your to-do list. If you set out every day expecting to do 50 or 60 things, you're going to be disappointed every single day. Right? And a big part of our job is also bringing out those unspoken things. Right, We reiterate the vision umpteen times a day. We detail why a feature is important for a particular customer segment. Even if we assume the engineers already understand it, or we assume that the rest of the team already knows why, it's important to bring those things out and recognize them again. In the same way, we all may know that we're not going to focus on something, whatever it may be but explicitly stating that helps reinforce it and helps make sure that everyone's okay with it on the same page.
1: That's right. Yeah. So I think there's a couple of things we should point out about this. First of all, we've talked about it for maybe even longer than it sometimes takes to do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's really not just a five minute process, but it it shouldn't, it doesn't need to be more than a half an hour process or so. Um, The, the other thing is, uh, doing a single retrospective is is useful and valuable, and you can get some good stuff. But you really want to do them over time. You want to continue to do it. The continuity of reviewing the things you decided to focus on and seeing if you made made improve, made progress on those and so on. Um, you, you don't get those benefits in, unless you do it on a regular and continuous basis and a relatively short time frame basis. Like a typical time frame is a sprint or maybe two sprints, depending on how fast your sprints are. Even though it's a short process to do it, you do want to do it fairly often.
0: So shall we dive in?
1: Okay, let's, uh, let's see what we can talk about.
0: All right. So to kick things off, regarding the All the Responsibility and None of the Authority podcast, Nils, what do you think went well in 2016?
1: Well, I have to say, I think that we had some good podcasts. I think we had some very good episodes. We can talk about how many episodes as something that we could improve on. We, both you and I, we bought some really nice high quality mics, which has meant that the recording quality was pretty good and we've done a pretty nice job of editing and I think we've got a good format for those things. Um, And then one other thing I mentioned earlier that we are sort of looking at some notes for this episode we started doing essentially outlines of the episodes, and I think that helped bring the content together really nicely and make sure we've thought through a lot of the things.
0: Yeah, and that's a, it's a departure from maybe the way that we even sound when we record, because we are still having a conversation, but this at least keeps us on topic and guides us through the things that we wanted to, to discuss. So to a certain extent, it's improving the quality of the content that we're producing but it also helps us stumble less and deal with the you know the exploration of a topic a little bit better and along with that we are really happy with the actionable takeaways and by comparing to other podcasts in the space it's a nice wrap-up it's something that people can take away and it's sort of a distinguishing factor we did learn that although we don't do it often guests on the podcast definitely help us to explore topics where we don't have the expertise or we'd be citing other sources and it also is a great way to drive new audience members. People who are familiar with a particular guest will tune into our podcast for the first time, and then hang on for a little while afterwards.
1: Exactly, and I, that was a great and and they, as you say, they gave us lots of new ideas. And so some of our podcast episodes that were just you and me were based on or influenced a lot by the the interviews that we'd done. So that was really good. Uh, The format seems really good. The sort of 20 to 30 minute length of the podcast. It's, you know, I can listen to it when I'm walking from the train to the, uh, to my office in San Francisco. Although typically I don't listen to it then because I've already listened to it a few times by the time it gets onto the device. Um, And I think the topics have been good.
0: Agreed. Agreed. I think that there are some areas where we can improve. So moving on to section two, you referenced how many times you've heard a podcast that really relates to our current editing turnaround time. We're not fantastic editors. It's not a really exciting part of this process. I think the creation of the content, the sharing it with people is really exciting, but making sure that we cut out all the ums and the uhs and background noise, not quite as exciting. So I think we could definitely improve our editing turnaround time.
1: Yeah, and it's not that we don't know how to do it. It's just that we resist doing it, I think. That's at least for, from my, persp- my perspective. Another uh, area where we could improve things, and we did make some attempts in this area, but we um, we could do it much better, we're a little bit like the Cobbler's Children, is the whole distribution slash marketing slash promotion aspects of the podcast, building the audience. And some of that has to do with not getting enough episodes out, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But some of it is just we're not doing that good a job of it and could do much better than we're than we're doing. And so that's something that that uh, could be definitely improved.
0: Absolutely. And that's, again, the building the audience side. There's also gathering feedback, reviews, and encouraging the sharing for you, the listener, that would help us engage a little better. So although we have had some engagement, there's definitely been some interest and some reviews, we could definitely do a lot better job of driving that and really getting the feedback that we should have as the product managers of this podcast.
1: That's right. That's right. We also started this year with, we, we got a producer on board and there were some really great outcomes of having the producer, but unfortunately she ended up being too busy with her real job, which is something that Rob and I understand completely. And so we didn't quite get the full impact of that. And so that's something that we really want to improve on.
0: And part of that's related to coordinating just between us keeping the communication going smoothly as well as identifying specific roles so that we can each keep the enthusiasm high, keep our output going and, and drive each other a bit, which leads us into a couple areas where things didn't work. Nils, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, there's, I think the, the biggest thing is we just didn't make enough episodes and, it was definitely a set sad, a sadness and we we have a lot of ideas and a lot of topics and there are a variety of reasons obviously both rob and i are full have full time jobs and we we really hope to do a better job in this this next year and i have high confidence that we will because of some of the things we'll talk about as our focuses
0: and another piece of that that really didn't work this year unfortunately was getting more guests involved obviously listeners who have been with us through 2016 know that they hear our voices a lot and hopefully they are at least used to them by now, if not enjoying it. But as we mentioned a little earlier, when we did have guests, it really changed the flow of the podcast. It changed our distribution. It changed the topics and it changed really what we could talk about because as somebody new is bringing additional expertise, it opens up the conversation much wider. So although having a guest is great, we frankly failed at bringing a lot in during
1: 2016. Right. And, and we, we're off to a good start, I think, on that in that area we know some we know some guests we're going to talk to and uh, we have a we have a long list of folks we would like to get on board as well so
0: agreed despite the fact that everyone listening is going wait it's just you two
1: <laughs> right right now it is and we're good I, I don't i'm not feeling bad about us but i'd like to bring some more voices in
0: right which leads us into focuses
1: right right so what are we what are we going to be focusing on for the next period more guests that's one thing um, and actually, what we've specifically done is we've added some uh, some producers to the team. We've got two new producers, and they're s- specifically tasked with helping us get guests on board and to help us improve the recording cadence. So the two things that we felt went badly in 2016 w- we're gonna work with our producers to focus on. So, so that's where we're we're putting our focus. And I did want to mention, you know, when you, again, when you have a thing that didn't work, Sometimes you decide not to do that thing anymore, right? But sometimes you have to say, well, those are really important things for the success of the enterprise and so we have to double down on improving that. And that's in that case that's what we're what we're doing.
0: Yeah, I mean, a guest including guests is a good example. If it was hard and we didn't do it well throughout the year and we didn't see any market improvement by involving other people, then that would be a really great candidate for just cutting completely and making it obvious to everyone on our team as well as the listeners that that's not part of what we're going to be doing going forward. In this case it was the opposite. We felt like having a guest was really really beneficial, but we just didn't execute well on it. So we're going to be double down, doubling down on that. And again, part of our process for solving these two things or focusing on them is to bring in some additional team members who can give us both more time as a group as well as some specific expertise and focus. But It's interesting to note that even as we focus on just two things, we're going to end up improving several other processes as well. I mean, being able to turn around uh, our edits are going to be much faster as we have more people who can contribute to that. Uh, Coordinating the teams will be a necessary output of that. And obviously, we're hoping to engage the audience even more through additional content and driving new audience members through uh, the networks of our
1: guests. Right, exactly. Um, so those are the things that we're going to focus on. Of course, there's a lot of areas where we'd like to improve and that we're going to set aside for a little while. For example, um, we're not going to be doing much along the way of looking for sponsorship. There's actually something that we did try uh, in 2016. We had a little bit of success. It wasn't as successful as we want. Um, but until we can get some other things happening, sponsorship is it just has to be a lower priority for us.
0: So I think that wraps up our retrospective. I think we did a decent job given the outline that we had before. Although we obviously talked about this in preparation for doing it because we didn't want to have a bunch of surprises on the air. But as a whole, not a bad example of a retrospective.
1: Right. You know, it, it's nothing that wasn't obvious in a sense. And so the, ne- the next thing that we'll do is sort of, the, sort of a, a, a meta observation about what we'll also be focusing on is we will also be doing retrospectives on a regular basis for for the team. Probably we'll do it on a monthly basis. We won't make everyone into a podcast episode. We'll probably save that for doing a yearly one for the podcast. But the production team, we will every month look back and say, well, what went well, what didn't go well? And hopefully you as listeners will start to see some more effective podcasting from us as a result of that.
0: And so on that note, uh, to keep to our format, to keep to some of the things that we think went well, we're going to wrap this up with three things that you can do today.
1: Right. So the first thing we're obviously encouraging you to do retrospectives with your team if you're not already doing them. It's not that difficult. It doesn't take much time and even if you don't do it perfectly there's a lot of value. It's one of those great tools that you don't have to really do it perfectly and you, and you get the value. So, four key things, what went well, you want to keep doing those things, what could be improved, what went badly. And choosing the two or three things, one or two things you're going to focus on for the next period or sprint or month or quarter, whatever your time frame is.
0: Yep. And once you've done that retrospective, you obviously want to help guide your team to be sure to actually focus on those things. So that's more of an ongoing thing, although you can start it today. It should be a big part of you as a product manager guiding and and engaging with the team to continue to focus on the things that were explicitly laid out.
1: Exactly. The the more effective your team is, the more effective you are as a product manager. So since this retrospective process makes your team effective, it makes you effective as well. Exactly.
0: And in order to be more effective product managers, you need to listen to this podcast more often. And in order to listen to this podcast more often, we need to make more podcasts. And the best way to make sure that we do that is to do number three. Tweet at us, recommend this to other folks so that they can listen to the podcast sign up for the mailing list at alltheresponsibility.com or rate us on iTunes at alltheresponsibility.com slash iTunes. The more you show us how you feel, the more that we will engage and respond and solve some of our problems for 2016.
1: We love getting your comments and your ideas and your feedback and complaints because it really helps us make the podcast better and come up with new podcast episodes. Absolutely.
0: So on that note, welcome to 2017, everyone. We're glad you're with us. and. That's it for me.
1: Thanks, Rob, and goodbye from Nils. We'll talk to you at the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.